0: Morning Good morning, dear Sangha. Do you hear me? Well enough? Respire, Ramukkan. Respire, Rasulit. Breathing in, I calm my body. Breathing out, I smile. Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, the 1st of August, in the year 2013. And we are in the Assembly of Stars Meditation Hall of Lower Hamlet, Plum Village. Today we have a session of uh, questions and answers. And the children will have the chance to ask a few questions, maybe five and then the teenagers will have uh, their turn to ask uh, the questions and then the young adults and the rest of us Trans- the French translation has some problem. Sava Matanang. La traduction française, ça va maintenant? Ça va? Non? The cloud in my tea, and uh, I am drinking my cloud happily. (laughs) Sabay, (laughs) pasan ko. Opo kaming sin. I think five. Siko uh to me. Sungy with Tangambuya. Sara Prabhya. The children will have uh the chance to ask their questions, maybe five. And then the tin and then young adult, and after that the rest of us adult. And we know that a good question always benefits many people. And that is why we shall ask only the question of our heart, a question that has to do with our practice, a question that has to do with our suffering, happiness, difficulties. And uh, those uh, of us who have such a question are invited to come up here and sit with Thay, around Thay. And they will take turns to sit on that chair so that everyone can see him or her. And the tradition is that before we ask a question, we breathe in deeply three times with the sound of the bell. Everyone is breathing together so that we can create that powerful collective energy of mindfulness and peace that help uh, everyone. You may, you may ask your question in French or English or Vietnamese or German. And if you ask uh, your question in Chinese or Spanish, uh, uh, and then you have to bring your own uh, translator. And uh, you can also write down your question and ask someone to bring it to Sister Pine sitting here. And from time to time she will read one of these questions. So those children who have a question are invited to come and sit close to Thai. and then the teenagers and young adults and adults. Remember, one person can only ask one question. Une personne, une question seulement. We already have more than five uh, children. Let us uh, listen to the bell and breathe together. Breathing in. I know I am still in the retreat and the Sangha is there with now smile to the Sangha. This is uh, the first question.
1: How can I ervoor zorgen that I and my broer do not so much ruined?
2: Dear Ty? what can I do
0: that my brother and me don't argue that much anymore? What can I do? My brother doesn't hurt me anymore. No, we, we fight, we argue.
2: Our friend wants to know, what can I do so that my brother and I don't hurt each other anymore with fighting and arguing?
0: We know that when we fight, both uh, uh, of us suffer That's very clear Not only the big brother suffer but also the young brother suffers, we know that So I suggest that uh, When you have a good time together I suppose you have a time to sit together, and each one is holding an ice cream and eating happily. You should uh, take good... uh, 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 use of that uh, uh, good moment to discuss. Hey, brother! Shall we discuss a little bit uh, about uh, fighting each other? Because you know that uh, when we fight, we suffer both. So what do you think? we can do in order to avoid uh, these moments because that moment will happen soon maybe in a few hours (laughs) and then he, your brother will will agree because uh, he knows that uh, when he fights you not only you suffer but he suffers so when we have uh, A good time together, they invite each other to discuss a little bit as how to avoid that kind of fighting. That is called a dharma discussion, dharma sharing, between you and your brother. And then your mother or your father can be there in order to help. They may have ideas. So after 10 minutes of discuss, discussion, you may sign a peace treaty. Peace treaty between big brother and young brother. You sign a peace treaty. As how to... And in the peace treaty, there are a few, uh, a few uh, sentences a few uh, rules that you and your brother have to observe, to respect. And then solemnly, you and your brother will sign the Peace Treaty in the presence of your father, your mother, maybe the Buddha, and uh, other friends. Maybe um, you can invite some of your friends, and you organize a. A, a ceremony of signing the peace treaty between you and your, your brother. You invite them over for tea, for cookies, and you th- th- tell them that uh, you, are, uh, you are going, you and your brother, to sign a peace treaty so that you won't fight each other anymore. They will be very interested because they may have the same problem. <laughs> and then you read aloud the Peace Treaty, number one, number two, number three, the kind of practices that help you to refrain from starting a fight. And this is meditation. You can do it with your brother and with the help of your mother and, and father if you want here in Plum Res we do that all the time, the monks, the nuns, the lay people, they meet every week and uh, they discuss how to maintain peace and harmony and brotherhood so that uh, our life will be uh, pleasant, happy, so that we can help many people. Mm. So if you and your brother are happy, you, you will be happy able to help other boys in the neighborhood. So after having, having read aloud these, uh, these, uh, this peace you explain to them uh, that you have discussed uh, among yourself and with the help of your parents, and you have arrived at this kind of uh, conclusion. These are practices that help you not to start a fight again. And then uh, you ask uh, everyone to be silent, to be breathing in and out, while you and your brother, you sign on a peace treaty. Peace treaty. Yeah. So please uh, go home and try. Good luck, we support you. Okay, that's a good question.
3: Zorg ik ervoor dat ik op school niet meer zo gestrest raak door de tijd.
0: Dear, dear Tai, what can I do that I don't get stressed too much at school from time?
2: Dear thai, what can I do so that I don't get too stressed in school about time?
0: About well, time. Good question. I think we, uh, we have to to tell, to tell that to our teachers, school teachers and to, uh, to tell that to our parents. We have the right to do so. You can go to your school teacher and you ask that question and ask for help. You also go to your father, your mother and ask that question. They may not have the answer right away, but they go think about that. Very important that they think about that. Uh, The teachers, they may also have a lot of stress themselves, so they go understand. So the first thing is that uh, you arrange so that one day you have a chance to to tell your teacher and to ask uh, him or her that question and you you can do and you can talk to to your to your friends also about this you can talk to your classmates. Because uh, many of them feel like you. Mm. Yeah. So you may sit down with them and discuss how, how to do that. Mm. Because uh, the teachers and the parents can help, uh, can help, but you, you can help also. Uh, So you sit down with your friends in the class and you discuss how can we deal with the problem of stress, how can we have the time to enjoy ourselves, how to have the time to relax and not to worry too much about um, the work in school. And those of you who have come to Plum for one week or two, you have learned something. Learn something. You have learned from the monks, the nuns, and other practitioners. You know the monks and the nuns here. They they have a lot of things to do. Sitting meditation, walking meditation, uh, dharma discussion, and then they they have to help. Uh, uh, people who come to Plum Bridge to do the same. And then they have to supervise uh, the cooking and, uh, and welcoming. They have a lot of things. And they learn how not to be victims of uh, stress. So you, you have learned. You see that many of us, uh, although busy, we are still able to smile and to be fresh because we know how to release the tension from our body, release the tension from our feelings. And when we come to Plum Village, we learn about releasing the tension in the body, in the feelings and so on. So those of us who have come to Plum Village for one week or two weeks, we have learned something about releasing the, the tension, the stress. So when we sit down and meet with other uh, boys or girls in the school, we may like to discuss about how to how to deal with the stress. Yeah, uh, you have a, a, time to uh, to uh, to play, of course, and you take uh, about fifteen minutes in order to sit down and discuss about this. That big group benefit. Many people, and what you have learned in Plum Village, <coughs> you can share with them. And you walk in such a way in Plum Village every day. You walk in such a way that you release the tension with every step. In Plum Village, we learn uh, total relaxation. Everyone lie down, and one person lead total relaxation. In Plum Village, you learn how to eat relaxingly. And uh, you have learned these things in Plum Village, and you have a lot to share with uh, your friends. Yeah. And uh, maybe you go show them how to walk and release the tension with every step. For instance when the school bus stop and you get down and you go to uh, go into the school and you walk in such a way that every step can can be releasing the tension. And you do that and you show other boys and girls. You see, I walk like this and I release the tension in my body, so I don't get stressed during the class. You have to show them, but in order to show them, you need to be able to do it. Mm. And then you uh, and uh, and you can do things by yourself in order to 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 help. Uh, mm, uh, releasing tension and stress. And then uh, together you uh, sit down and uh, write a question to your school teachers. Uh, you tell them what you are doing and order not to be victims of stress. And you ask him as how to have more relaxed, to have a more relaxed time during the teaching and learning. Just many wonderful things to do. Why not discuss about that this afternoon hmm? or even this morning, hmm? it's very important. So the parents and the teachers can help, but we can help ourselves. And you have learned many things from Plum Ridge. you can put into practice when you go home, and you can share that to your fellow uh, students. Thank you. Yes, Sangha, you see the children, they ask very practical questions.
2: You
0: choose to make Plum Village. To... Why do I choose to make Plum Village? Because I like it. <laughs> I like to create a place where, where we can live relaxingly, uh, peacefully, with joy, and welcome other people to come and live, live uh, with us like that. There is uh, peace, peace, there is uh, love, brotherhood, sisterhood, joy. And we learn how to be kind to each other, how to be uh, pleasant to each other, how not to fight with our uh, with our arms, and not to fight with our uh, mouth. That means uh, we learn how to speak, and how to do things in such a way that we will not make the other person, the other people uh, suffer. So Plum Village is a place where there is uh, peace. You see there are 1,000 people sitting here. That's not noisy. This is not violent, very peaceful. And there is love. We care for each other. And we are kind to each other, we are fresh to each other. So it's nice to, to make a plum village. And I hope that when you grow up, you will find the time to, to make a plum village somewhere. You think that you can do that? Good. <laughs> she create a plumberless. <laughs>
4: Dear Tai, how can I um, fast go to sleep if I need to stand up the next day very early?
2: So I think our friend is asking how can I get myself to sleep early, because I know I have to wake up early the next day. How can I get to sleep quickly?
0: I don't think it's good to to try to sleep quickly. The more you try it's more difficult to sleep. <laughs> because when you try you are making effort. So so just allow our body to to relax. And uh, the good thing is to stop thinking. Stop thinking about tomorrow, what we have to do. If we keep thinking about what we will have to do tomorrow, and then we will keep being awake uh, all night. So do not think. Do not think is a very important practice of meditation. I think, therefore, I cannot sleep. (laughs) So, um, not thinking is good, but in order to stop the thinking, you might like to focus your attention on your in-breath and your out-breath. You breathe in and you only uh, focus your mind on your in breath. Tai has uh, a trick so that he can share with you. On the table, top of the nuit, Tai has a clock, not electronic, the, the classical clock, and it uh, makes tick, tick, tick. so they just listen to the sound of the clock and why uh and they measure his in breath with uh, the sound and uh, usually they breathe in and it lasts uh, 3 or 4 seconds Tick, tack, tick, tack. and when he breathes out it takes uh, six seconds and they just enjoy lying down and listen to the sound of the clock and breathe in and out and stop all the thinking and it's very, very pleasant to breathe if the air is good enough And uh, if you do not have a clock, and then you can use uh, a song. You don't have to sing. Because that song is uh, in you. Like the song, I have arrived, I am home. In the here, in the now. Everyone in Bangladesh, uh, we know the song by heart. There are many songs of practice. And I have arrived, I am home, is, uh, is uh, the most popular song. So when you breathe in, you sing. You sing only in the, your mind, and not uh, your mouth. I have arrived, I am home. In the here, in the now. I am solid. I am free. That is not thinking. These words are only to focus. We have focus our attention on our breath. And if you, uh, you, uh, you breathe according to that song a few times, and the sleep might come very easily. Anyway, that is uh, the way Thay, Thay does. He, he used some, uh, some uh, Dharma songs. And they are already there. Yeah. There is a kind of um, CD inside of you. And if you want any sound, you, you don't have to push by your finger. Uh, you just use um, a kind of mental formation called manaskara. And then you you touch it. You use your mind, you touch it, and the song will come and you breathe in and out with that sound. I think that will help for many adults. If you think too much, then you might like to do that. You have many Dharma songs, and you just breathe in and out according to the songs. If you drive your car, instead of thinking, you breathe in and out with these songs. Here is pure land. The pure land is here. Is another song. How many how many dharma songs you have uh, you have uh, learned in Plum okay. I have arrived. And what else? Happiness is here and now, and some so many songs. Oh, yeah, I ah, we are the the leaves of the, the same tree. Yeah. All these sounds can be used and only you can, can hear the sound because you are singing it inside of you. And you breathe in with one line, you breathe out with another line. Tonight, try. And you report today, tomorrow, okay? The last question for the children.
4: end of the world do you think that it is the end of everything
0: the end of the world the end of everything
2: if there is an end if you think there is an end of the world will that be the end of everything
0: This is the topic of the Dharma talk tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, on, uh, on the surface of things, on the appearance, it looks like that there is a beginning and an end of everything. It looks like that. Everything has a beginning, everything has an end. It looks like that. But if we look deeply, we will find that there is no beginning, there is no end. There's no birth. There's no death. And curiously enough, many scientists agree with that. There's a French uh, scientist whose name is uh, Lavoisier. He said "Rien ne se crée, rien ne se perd." It means nothing is born, nothing dies. It means There's no beginning, there's no end. And uh, those of us who have learned, uh, uh, we know that uh, 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 the first law of uh, thermodynamics tells us the same thing. You cannot create matter or energy you cannot destroy matter or energy. So, no creation, no destruction, no beginning, no end. So, it is interesting that uh, scientists, they also meditate in their own way, and sometimes they, found, they find exactly the same thing uh, that uh, um, practitioners of meditation found. So, um, for the time being, It's good enough to know that uh, on the appearance, it looks like there is a beginning and an end to everything. But if you look deeply, you find out that there is no beginning, there is no end. Take, for example, a cloud. When the cloud is not in the sky anymore, you think that that is the end of the cloud. But that is not true. The cloud continues always, although it is no longer in the form of a cloud, but it is always there in the form of rain, or snow, or ice. So you can look uh, at the cloud, at the rain, and you say, "Ah, my beautiful cloud! I know that you are still there." in the rain. And when you look at your tea, and you see, ah, my little cloud, you, you have not died, you have not disappeared, you are there in my tea. So that is the, that is the kind of insight that we get when we uh, practice meditation. And we find out that nothing can die. It's impossible for a cloud to die. The same thing is true with your beloved one. You can, see, you can no longer see him or her in her usual form, but she has not died. She's still around. And if you, if you, are, if you look deeply, you can recognize her continuation, his continuation, very close to you. It's not possible for a cloud to die. It's not possible for a man or a woman to die. It is impossible for the cosmos to become nothing. There is no big bang, there is no big crunch. Okay? The children, uh, when you hear the small bell, please stand up and salute the sangha before you go out and continue outside the teenagers stay on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing in, I feel alive. Breathing out, I smile to life. Chère
4: comment te sens-tu lorsque tu es en pleine méditation?
2: Dear Thai, how do you feel when you are deep in meditation? Fully meditating.
0: It depends on the kind of meditation that you are doing. Suppose uh, you have, you, you notice that a, a feeling of uh, pain is coming up. Uh, the, the painful feeling is disturbing you, like a feeling of anger or sadness. You need meditation. And uh, this is meditation on anger.
1: Hmm.
0: There are many kinds of meditation. Meditation on love, on anger, on uh, beginning, on ending, and many kind of meditations. So you cannot use the word meditation generally like that. In the case of a painful feeling, as a meditator, as a practitioner. You know how to practice uh, mindful walking or mindful breathing in order to generate the energy of mindfulness. And with that energy of mindfulness, you recognize the painful feeling. Breathing in, I know there is a painful feeling in me. Breathing out, I smile to my painful feeling. And you embrace your painful feeling tenderly, like a mother embracing her baby. So your feeling is that there is... Your feeling in that moment is that although there is a painful feeling in you, when you suffer, but there is also a feeling of peace, understanding in you at the same time. Because your mindfulness is holding, embracing tenderly your painful feeling, so you suffer less. You suffer less during that time. And if you don't do meditation, while well, you are a victim of your painful feeling, and you are under the the the, the domination mm. you, of that feeling. You are overwhelmed that. Mm. So that is the the. The meditation when you when you deal with a painful feeling or emotion uh, when uh, and if uh, you sit down just to just to enjoy um, your body hmm? uh, meditation on your body. Uh, not on the feeling anymore, but on your body. You breathe in mindfully. You you focus your attention on your in-breath only, and you release everything else, the past, the future, the projects. And you bring your mind home to your body. And you're suddenly aware you are suddenly aware that you have a body, a body. It's very nice to go home to your body. And when you are back to your body, you may notice that there is a tension in your body that makes you not happy. And therefore, you want to release the tension in your body. So you practice breathing in. I'm aware of the tension in my body. Breathing out, I release the tension in my body. And while you are practicing like that, you feel better and better all the time. In the beginning, there is still some uh, pain, some uh, tension. But uh, as you continue uh, uh, the peace, the calm, the well-being uh, increases. So you feel, you feel the feeling in you sense like that for the better. Uh, so you have to learn many ways of meditation in order to deal with many states of uh, mind and body. Okay? Mm.
3: Cher Thail, avez-vous déjà euh, développé des théories à propos de l'univers
2: Dear Thail, avez-vous développé des théories de l'univers Théories, théories, théories de l'univers Avez-vous développé des théories de l'univers
0: Non. I know that uh, it's a waste of time <laughs> to do these things. So I devote uh, my time to doing more about more concrete things. And when you t- to come to Plumvillage, you do not learn uh, theories, even theories about meditation. You are given a concrete practice of meditation so that you can change. Uh, for for the better, your body, your feelings, your perceptions, and so on. There are many uh, wrong perceptions. Everyone of us may be victims of wrong perceptions. And perceptions can can bring a lot, wrong perceptions can bring a lot of suffering. And meditation is uh, to calm down, to be more peaceful, and uh, to to see things more clearly, so that we can correct our wrong perceptions. Our wrong perceptions bring fear, anger, despair. And that is why uh, we have to look deeply, and meditation is to look deeply, to correct our perceptions. So that we don't suffer, and we don't make the other people suffer. This is a very important practical. And when you elaborate a theory about the cosmos, you usually use your mind, your intellect. Your intellect. And with the intellect, you cannot go very far because our intellect might be, uh, might be caught in many uh, prejudices. We have heard, we have learned things, and we believe in these things that we, are, we have learned. Uh, we are not able to release. So even scientists, many of them are caught in their uh, pre, uh, um, preconceptions. And to be a true scientist means that you are ready to release what you already know in order to reach uh, higher to the level uh, of understanding. So I do not think that uh, using the intellect to elaborate um, a, uh, a, uh, a theory about cosmos is very helpful. It takes a long time and we, we do not have the time to do other things. Mm. Many scientists still continue to ask question why there is an universe, where the universe has come from, what happens uh, uh, when uh, an end comes to the universe. So all these, uh, these questions take away most of our time. And uh, when, you, when you practice uh, deep meditation, you might recognize, you might touch uh, the truth of uh, no beginning, no ending. And you can discard many of the questions that are not true, that are, that are not uh, necessary. And you don't lose your time of, because of these questions. And uh, understanding is uh, what we obtain with meditation. And understanding here is, first of all, understanding of the suffering. The suffering in yourself, and the suffering in the other person. Understanding suffering brings about compassion. And compassion has the power to heal you, and heal the other person. This is a very, uh, very urgent. Uh, and uh, understanding continues to grow. If you understand suffering, and then you come to understand happiness, and you see the connection between suffering and uh, happiness. And you go very, you can go very far, you can understand that being and non-being are just notions. beginning and ending are just notions that cannot be applied to reality. But the, the, the first understanding we have to get is the is understanding of suffering, and that is the starting point of the Buddhist tradition very practical and if you don't suffer much anymore your mind is calm and you can understand things, other things, understand things more easily and quickly
1: Dear Tai, dear Sangha, um, in many of your writings, you refer to a mindful teacher. Um, uh, A man learned the practice of mindfulness, and so on his students' essays, he wrote no longer, what are you thinking, very bad grade. Instead, he wrote, um, you do not understand, and it is my fault. And this is a very empowering view for students. but I wonder what does it mean to be a more mindful student? What are the responsibilities of a student towards a teacher and towards their own work?
0: Mm, Mindfulness helps to deal with uh, difficulties and problems, of course. But mindfulness uh, can bring a lot of joy and happiness. And this, uh, this part is very important. You learn mindfulness not only to deal with uh, daily problems, difficulties, but first of all you learn mindfulness in order to nourish yourself, to heal yourself. And this can be done right away when you breathe in mindfully. Mindfulness of breathing. If you do it skillfully, if you know how to do it, you find that breathing in is very pleasant. If you suffer during your During the, 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 the in-breath, that's not really mindfulness. Mindfulness is the energy that helps you to know what is going on. And what is going on now is you are breathing in. And it can be very pleasant to breathe in. Mindfulness tells you that it's wonderful to breathe in because uh, you are breathing in, therefore you are alive. You are still there. And to be alive is a miracle and to get in touch with uh, the wonders of life that are Available in the here and the now is wonderful. So one in-breath can bring you a lot of joy and healing. And that in-breath should be Uh, Pleasant in order for you to to enjoy. And you nourish yourself, you heal yourself by breathing in like that, breathing out. Or when you practice uh, walking meditation, you stop all the thinking and making a step with your left foot, you touch Mother Earth. It can bring you enlightenment. to be alive and to be walking on this beautiful planet is a wonder and you are alive and you are making one step on this beautiful planet touching mother earth so that can bring you happiness right away you don't have to run into the future in order to uh, to 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 get uh, happiness And uh, while sitting, and eating, and uh, uh, washing the dishes, or making breakfast, uh, you practice mindfulness. And you enjoy every moment. That is why we say that mindfulness is a source of joy and happiness. You, You don't need to run into the future to 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 look for happiness mindfulness tells you that the kingdom of God the pure land of Buddha is available in the here and the now so you can taste uh, every moment that is giving you to live so if uh, students and teachers practice mindfulness they should enjoy their time together you can teach mindfully and, uh, and enjoying your teaching. If you, teach, if you suffer while teaching, that's not good practice. So as a school teachers, you learn how to teach in such a way that there is a pleasure in teaching. And as students, you also practice like that. Learning is not to get a diploma in order to have a job later on. But the fact of learning, the act of learning, should bring happiness. So teachers and students can sit together and discuss a strategy as how to be happy uh, during the class, for both. And uh, you know that in Plumbridge we have developed developed, uh, the program of uh, Wake Up, uh, Global Ethics, And we have been training many school teachers, so that they can go and teach in that way in school. And they can help the students uh, to enjoy learning. Uh, And teaching and learning will not become and will not uh, be um, hard uh, labor anymore for both sides. So inquire about that, especially the brothers, the the monastic brothers in Plum Village, Thay and so on. They are working on this. They have uh, given many, uh, many course of trainings for school teachers in India, in Bhutan, in Thailand, uh, in America, in England. And uh, there are many school teachers who are trying to do that, making the classroom into a family where it's that joy and uh, brotherhood and sisterhood. So the students will have a lear- chance to learn if I uh, practice with the teachers, you know, to make. Uh, the work of um, learning and teaching is uh, agreeable pleasant.
3: Sister Chai, please, Japanese translation.
0: We need a Japanese translator. He is a priest in the Shinto uh, tradition, in Japanese. Suko Tang uh, uh, will translate uh, for him.
3: Dear Thay, Dear 私は日本から来ました
4: Dear Dear Sangha I come
3: from Japan <笑> I am a
4: Shinto priest at the shrine at the foot of Mount Fuji
3: 日本 the
4: same time, I'm also practicing zazen in the Rinzai school. It's a Japanese Zen
3: school. Uh, Japanese people don't laugh very often.
4: Especially in the Rinzai school, uh, after you ordain, the first three years, you should never show your teeth. Means you should never laugh.
3: So the way I've been taught in the school is also
4: when I practice Zazen meditation, I have to keep my face still, body still, and hold uh, tension.
3: この this tension I find
4: it's also a quality a characteristic of Japanese culture.
3: But I love um, the practice and
4: teaching of um, Plum Village and uh, I love the smiling of some village very much.
3: 明後日, 明後日。Uh, Day after
4: tomorrow I have to return to the land of non-smiling.
3: <笑><笑>その こう
4: but at the same time, I really cherish my own tradition of Japanese culture of non-smiling. So day after tomorrow, when I have to go back to Japan, um, I don't know how I can continue to practice in a way that I can combine these two different ways of practicing. Combine,
3: Stein. I hope combine.
0: Mm, okay. I hope
3: to combine. How to combine, Thai.
0: I think uh, it's possible. I think it's possible. In the history of uh, Zen Buddhism in Japan, there are many uh, Zen masters who are capable of smiling. They, uh, They enjoy the beauty of nature very much in their writing, in their speaking, they have expressed a lot of love and appreciation for nature. And when you enjoy that much, you cannot uh, refrain from smiling, even if nobody sees you smiling. You can smile during the night, nobody sees you. (laughs) and <laughs> and uh, you know that uh, smiling like that is not a diplom- diplomatic smile mm-hmm. smiling and even laughing i think uh, many friends of us in japan they want to show that they are practice uh, seriously of course, uh, the intention is to succeed in the practice. You cannot do half practice. You have to practice wholeheartedly. You have to show your seriousness in practicing. And if you go a little bit too far, you become too solemn, too grim. Uh, some of us overdo it. It's good to practice seriously. We agree with them. We tell them that we agree that we have to practice seriously. But we should not overdo it, You know, to become grim and tense and things like that. Because a good Buddha statue, a beautiful Buddha statue, always has a smile, a very light smile. So you can uh, go home and uh, tell uh, uh, your colleagues in the practice that there are two kinds of smile, two kinds of laugh, and uh, there is uh, when you smile and you mindfully, mindful smile, that's good. When you laugh. Even if you laugh very loud, but if that is mindful, that is also good. When it is mindful, that's good. When it is not mindful, that's not good. So we should allow the good uh, smile and good laugh to be uh, accepted. So, so be a good teacher and bring mindful smiling, mindful laughing into, back into your tradition and make it uh, more beautiful. Especially, uh, advise them to eat slowly. Because <laughs> in the soto tradition, they eat very quickly.
3: Uh,
0: uh, we should be able to enjoy uh, eating. Uh, tell them to chew show, to show at least 30 times. 50 times is very good. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. this one (coughs) and uh, so invite them
2: we'd like to invite um, Ms. Martin Natalia Martin to ask the question for El Pais
0: She has the right to ask how many questions? One, two. Mm, The middle way.
1: I, dear Sangha, um, this is a question that I think uh, reflects the interest of many Spaniards at this moment. Uh, as you know, we have an unemployment rate of close to 25% and a huge political crisis. So, <clears throat> I would like to know how the teachings cal- can help us not only individually but a uh, society.
0: There are those of us uh, who have lost our job, who have, uh, who, who have not much to spend, much money to spend. But we manage to live happily also. We know that uh, there are those who have a job, there are those who have uh, enough money, but they suffer. They suffer, they still suffer. So our happiness does not depend entirely on having a job or having enough money or even a political stability in a country. Because in any circumstance the practice of mindfulness can help us suffer less. And uh, we are able also to create moments of joy and happiness if we know how to because there are many uh, conditions of happiness. And uh, job, money, uh, political uh, uh, stability are only a few of them. And uh, practicing mindfulness, we can protect ourselves from despair, from anger, from frustration. First of all, we recognize that we are still luckier than many other people in the world. There are many many people in many countries who spend less than one dollar a day. They live in in extreme poverty. But uh, they still have a of joy together. And uh, we have to observe if uh, their family is still together, if uh, they can still talk to each other, and can discuss with each other how to uh, improve the situation, and that they don't suffer as much as uh, those who have uh, more money. So mindfulness, as we have learned here in Plum Village, helps us to recognize that uh, there are so many um, um, conditions of happiness available in the here and the now. Um, Having a body, with uh, not uh, with no serious disease is only happiness, and mindfulness helps us to be aware of that, and that is a condition of happiness. Many people who are rich but do not have a body like that, so recognizing these uh, these conditions of happiness can help us not to suffer too much and bring joy and Happiness to us. So if you manage to live uh, mindfully and retain uh, your calm, your peace, uh, your joy, you help the country to restart again. And if you lose your hope, if you lose your, um, your joy, if you are caught by your anger, your fear, your frustration, you make the situation worse in your country, and your country will not have a chance to um, to recover, to, to get a new start. So have to sit down and, and find out what kind of practice that can um, help us keep the hope, keep uh, compassion, uh, keep uh, the joy of living, so that we can um, We can improve the situation day by day.
1: My other question regards the use of uh, media in general. I wonder if one can be mindful while at the same time one is being connected as uh, most of us are today, nowadays to the social media, uh, smartphone applications, etc. And I also wonder how is this affecting our deep listening skills?
0: We believe believe that uh, the smartphones and uh, the the internet, the emails can help us uh, connect with each other, but, uh, but communication has become more difficult even with these uh, devices, electronic uh, devices. Even if we hear the news um, several times a day, even if we communicate with each other uh, several times a day, that does not mean that uh, real communication is possible. We still do not understand each other. We do not. We still do not understand the suffering and difficulties of others. We still continue to blame on each other. So uh, uh, many electronic uh, devices are helping us to. to get away from ourselves. And do not, have, do not give us a chance to be with ourselves. There is suffering, there is fear, anger uh, in ourselves. And we do not have the time and the way to, to handle the suffering inside of us. We, do, can, we cannot communicate with ourselves. In fact, we are trying to run away from ourselves. We cannot listen to ourselves. We cannot help ourselves to suffer less. So how can we understand another person and help him or her suffer less? Even if we have a lot of uh, electronic uh, devices. So that is why mindfulness is very important. It helps us to release the tension in our body. It helps us to go home to ourselves without fear in order to recognize the suffering inside, embrace it and begin to understand it. Understanding our suffering, we understand the suffering of our father, our mother, our ancestors, our people. And that understanding brings about compassion, that has the power to heal to transform and when we, are, we get lighter when we get healed we can help other people around us to do the same to get the healing and transformation and we can do that without any electronic uh, devices the, the, the power to the power to listen, to understand and to uh, restore communication and reconcile uh, is possible. When you understand your own suffering, you reconcile with yourself easily. You reconcile with your father, your mother and your ancestors easily because uh, your suffering carries within itself the suffering of your father, mother, and ancestors. And when you understand your suffering, when you have reconciled with yourself, and then it's much easier to understand the suffering of the other person of the world and reconcile with them. When you look at them, you are capable of seeing the suffering in them. They do not have the capacity to Handle the suffering. They continue to suffer and that is why they make people around them su- su- suffer, even uh, the people around them are those uh, they love. <coughs> so when you look at them and if you see the suffering that uh, so far there is no one who has helped them to handle the suffering in him or in her. Suddenly understanding arises in you and compassion is born in you and you can look at him or her with compassion. You don't suffer anymore. You want to do something to help that person suffer less. You want to say something to help him or her suffer less because you have some amount of compassion within yourself. And with compassion in your heart, you can talk to him or to her in such a way that can help him or her suffer less. You can say, darling, my friend, I know that uh, you have suffered a lot in the past many years. There's a lot of suffering in you. There's a lot of difficulties in you. And in the past, I have not been able to, un- to help you to suffer less. In fact, I have reacted angrily and with stubbornness that make you suffer more. I'm sorry. It's not my intention to make you suffer. My dear, it's just because I did not see the suffering in you, I did not understand the suffering in you, the suffer- the difficulties in you. So please, Darling, help me. Tell me what is in your heart. Tell me about your suffering, your difficulties, so that I will understand. I believe that if I understand your suffering, I will not react the way I have in the past and make you suffer anymore. Please help me. Tell me what is in your heart. That kind of speaking we call a loving speech, and you can do that if you have uh, compassion in your heart. And compassion is possible when you understand the suffering in that person. And when you speak like that, the other person will open his heart to you. With uh, the tool of uh, loving speech, you can open the heart of the other person. And she will tell you the suffering, the difficulties in her. And then you practice deep listening and uh, compassionate listening. And when you listen with compassion, you help the other person suffer less. One hour of compassionate listening can help someone suffer much less. And you may be the first person in the world who listen to him or to her. You are a bodhisattva of deep listening. You are Avalokiteshvara. And uh, listen with compassion, you have to learn in order to do. Uh, While you listen, when you sit and listen, you have to keep compassion alive in your heart in order to do so. Because while speaking, the other person may, may have a lot of uh, bitterness or accusation or blaming, and that may touch off the irritation, the anger in you, and you lose the capacity of uh, listening. So you have to train yourself for many days. Uh, when you listen to him or to her, you have to practice mindful breathing, And remind yourself that the purpose of listening to that person is only to help him or her suffer less. So even if uh, what the other person says is full of wrong perception, you will not interrupt and correct, because that will ruin the session. You tell yourself that, well, he's full of wrong perceptions, full of uh, bitterness and anger, but I am not going to interrupt him. I just listen to help him to suffer less. And several days later, I may... uh, uh, I may provide him or her with some information so that he can uh, correct his perception, and not now. So breathing in and out, and remember that. Keep your compassion alive, and you can listen for one hour or more with compassion. That can be very healing and according to our experiences practicing four or five days of mindful breathing and looking into the suffering of yourself and of the other person can already allow you to practice deep listening compassionate listening and loving speech because we have uh, organized so many retreats in the world and in every retreat people learn the art of uh, deep listening and loving speech. And the miracle of reconciliation always happens in our retreats. (coughs) On the fifth day, uh, they have to put into the practice the teaching of uh, deep listening and loving speech. And if the other person is in the retreat, that is easy. But if the other person is at home, and then you can use your telephone in order to practice uh, loving speech and deep listening. And in our experiences, many have used their phone and reconcile with the father, with the mother at home after the retreat. It's very effective, the the practice of uh, um, loving speech and deep listening, and that is the object of uh, the the fourth mindfulness training that many of us have received from the Sangha. This is uh, the art of uh, restoring communication that is the art of reconciling and and um, you don't need a lot of uh, electronic. Uh, Uh, devices. You need only uh, your in-breath, your Uh, out-breath, your capacity of looking deeply into your own suffering, into the suffering of the other person. And finally, uh, you need uh, loving speech, tender speech, and uh, deep listening, compassionate listening. And you can transform the whole situation in just uh, a few days. Dear friends, uh, after this uh, Dhamma uh, question and answers, we will do walking meditation together as a group. We we'll go to the wood. We, bring, we should bring along our uh, lunch. We have a mindful lunch together in the poplar in, uh, grove. I will be having lunch with you today. So when you hear the bell, uh, please uh, come to the bell tower and sing a few songs before you start uh, walking meditation. Enjoy your day. This is a, a happy moment, a happy day.